Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm all the unused ammunition and Chewbacca's bandolier. I mean, I'm Alex. And today we're talking about Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. More like Breaking Yawn. What? Who's that over there? Oh my god, it's April Fool's, but it's a few weeks after <laughs> April Fool's. Oh, we gotcha. Oh, god. God. So who is that over there? I think I see the is that is that the the weary the forlorn visage of Alex? Correct. What? And over there hunched in the corner could that be Tyler? The the, the comeback kid himself? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Sorry, guys. Uh, guess what? It's me, Britain. I'm back after like a year. I'm here. Yeah. We got yeah. we got Britain and Joseph uh, playing the part of Tyler. Yeah. in the room. I'm just here to see Britain. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yes, in all my glory. Yeah, we're we, guys. I'm home. We've we've brought brought the the A team. The All Stars are here to talk about the Twilight Saga. Now, if we were the Breaking Dawn now let's, Part Two, let's actually and let's before we break it down, let's talk about the A team. If we were the A team, who would who be? There's who are the A team? There's Face. There's uh, McClint- McClintock. No, that's John Wayne. Have, who are the who are the A team? It's Face. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking. about. All I know is that Mr. T. Mr. T, the cigar man, and the the crazy guy. I th- I think I think people would assume that I'm the crazy guy, but really, I'm 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 more of a face. I think Tyler's Mr. T because it's in the name. Sure, sure. Yeah. Granted. The sad part is my only reference for the A-Team is not the actual show, aside from Mr. T. Right. It's, it's the movie with Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, Charlotte Copley, and the guy who's pretending to be Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. I think you're I, I think you're a Liam Neeson. I think you're our, our cigar boy. <laughs> I'm cigar boy? <laughs> I don't know his name. His with name's like Grayson or something. With like terrible white hair. Yeah. <laughs> Snow on the rooftop, but the furnace is still hot. So Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't really know how we don't, got here. Don't worry, folks. If oh, it sounds worry. like a complete disaster, that's because it is. We're echoing the film. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, we decided... It, this worked out really well, all right? Because last, last week we, we watched uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. We were like, hey... This this wasn't half bad, all things considered. Relative to Twilight movies, it's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, we were we were quite surprised. Uh, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, I had prior to this, I had seen Twilight's one and two years and years and years ago, and I'd watched them with like the riff tracks commentary. So I vaguely remembered them. I mean, barely remembered them, and I had like cultural osmosis. I'd kind of remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff, and so I watched. Uh, as I told you guys, I watched an hour of this movie last night. Then I went to go play Bullet Storm for about three hours, and then I went to bed. And then I got up and I finished the movie. I think that's the ideal. Way this morning to, it was way better. The last forty-six minutes of this movie are a lot more fun I than think, the first hour. I think that's the intended way to experience yeah. Twilight uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two. I think I think your the director would would be quite happy to know that you watched God. an hour. Uh, played video games <laughs> and and shot specifically bullets specifically <laughs> bullet storm full clip edition went to bed then picked it up I think that's the correct you, well you guys don't know about Bill Condon aside from being an Academy Award winning director and screenwriter his KDR is insane <laughs> <laughs> his DPS is crazy 
I'm just imagining the commentary track for this movie with Bill Condon where there's an actual break where the movie literally literally stops with him a, a camera on him going, All right, now it's your time to play Bulletstorm. Here's a little timer. He's we'll got, see you in three hours. He's got like a headset and he's like, Come on. Yeah. Oh. Flank me, flank me. Um, yeah, so so uh, there, there's there's that um Jeez. Joseph, Joseph, would you like to explain your experience with the Twilight, your interaction with the Twilight Saga thus far? Sure. Uh, I watched Twilight a long time ago, and then nothing since then. Like, like said before, pretty much cultural osmosis. And then I watched this today, and uh, why did you bring me on again? <laughs> it, it is an amazing thing to see this movie live up to the stereotype of itself. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the costumes, the editing. Like I had forgotten. I guess because at this point. The, it's it's now at this point we're so much deeper into the lore. <laughs> you, you see, there's it's, there's there's, there's I, so much. Built I up. can't say you're wrong. In a lot of ways, it's like Avengers Endgame. It really yeah. expects you to have already kind of kind of gotten your your background. Yeah. <laughs> and if you and if you watch Ant Man and the Wasp, you'll understand. Yeah, a big part of it. A big part of Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> you'll also have had a pretty fun time. It's a good movie. Um, so. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it it worked out very well that we because we we had arranged the fact that we'd we'd all be kind of joining together to to review this a little while ago, um, and we watched the last episode. And we were like, huh, or we watched the last movie. We we're like, huh, this this you know we this turned out kind of well. And so I was kind of expecting that this would just be us making our own inter- entertainment out of a perfectly competent. Uh, finale. I was wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong. Did they film? Do we know? Did they film this? Did they do like a Lord of the Rings parts here, or did they film parts one and two together and then just split it, or did they leave and then come back to film this? It's hard to say because each one comes out a year apart. Yes, sure. Like, there are no breaks. All five movies were made within five years, so yeah. it's like. But I know they didn't seems, film them all, right? Like, but breaking them now. And also, was this? What was the first franchise to split the last movie into two movies? Was it Harry Potter? I think I Harry, Harry Potter, Potter announced it first, and this one beat them to it. I want to say, or, or this was, was this twenty twelve. This is twenty twelve. Okay, so then this one would have would have been. Yeah, they did it after because yeah. they were like, "Hey, that worked out for yeah, them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Twilight does want to be Harry Potter. <laughs> That's accurate. Well, then you get to Harry Potter six, and it wants to be Twilight. And then, yes, yeah. and then that's the worst of the bunch. We haven't seen Crimes of Grimdewald. Grimdewald. From what Grimdewald. I, from what I have heard. <laughs> from what I've heard. It's Transgressions of Grimdewald. The, the Crimes of Vengabus. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, th- th- this one was such an interesting movie. As I was telling you guys before we started recording, I didn't... I didn't want to come into this movie ready to just, you know, just, just completely hate it because... My, I'm, I'm a little bit older than y'all, and making fun of Twilight was like the yes. the easiest water cooler joke. And, and that's exactly what coming into this franchise we we tried to. And yeah. I think I think we did a, a relatively good job. I don't know if Alex can speak to this, but uh, in the first couple of episodes, we tried to make sure we were accounting for that and the fact that we are not the target audience. And right, exactly, and that's totally fine. There are elements of this that I like. Yes, yeah. they just and, don't focus on them, and then they just. They just do all the wrong things. Um, But that that was a a large part of the reason why I wanted to read the books, because I was like, I don't want to just give this the the complete, just like, just go into this expecting it all to be trash and trash it for what it is and move on. Like, I wanted wanted to uh, have a little bit more reasonable approach to it. And and to do the, the very, like, 
you know, I'm, I'm third. That's what that's what I've been up to, audience. I turned thirty. <laughs> Male thing of like, oh, it's a teen drama, then it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I wanted to avoid that trope, and so I, I wanted to try to be open, and also understanding like I haven't seen the last few movies. Like, there might be things in this that are not like continuity. What seem like you know gaps of information that are not the fault <laughs> of the movie, that are the fault of, not the fault, but like, oh, I just had, why would I know what that is? I haven't seen the movies. Um, but also, it's really not well made. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's just the thing of it. Like, you know. See, if anything, I came in as a critical eye to just a single movie on its sure. own. Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and, yeah, and that's a hard. It's a hard to do that with a franchise when you're this deep into it. And yeah, I don't know. It's doing. Uh, sorry, do, should we do best and worst? Do you want to just dive into that? Well, I was going to sure. say, get, yeah, get into the scores because we so not. <laughs> this yeah. this might be the longest we've delayed the scores yep. uh, in any episode. <laughs> oh, that's not true. You think so? Okay. We, we've we've okay. done much worse. <laughs> we've done more damage than this. Uh, so the Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two came out in 2012, directed by Bill Condon, and has a 49% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is somehow higher than Part One. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and a 70% audience score, which two points shy of, of matching the first one for being highest audience score. Wow. Um, who wants to start with best thing, worst thing? All right, I'll go. Hit it. Okay, I'm going to start with my worst thing because I'm still scrambling to try and think of a, a genuine best thing. Um, this movie is a complete disappointment after the last one. The last one I thought, oh, we finally got like a competent director who has a yeah. vision for how they want to handle this material. Aside from the past few movies where it, it feels like they just got like just a whatever director hired them. It's like, just do this so you can add it to your resume and move on with your life. Do we know who directed two and three? Uh, random. I, I, I believe I believe uh, the the studio that made it. They went to the closet in Hollywood <laughs> that just says um, white male director uh, who we can put on a project yeah. and knock something out in like six months. Well, because Catherine and, Hardwick made the first yes, one, and, 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 and she's made some really well received movies. Thirteen, uh, co written and starring Rosalie from this movie, Nikki Reed. Sure, uh, which she was nominated for an Oscar for that movie for writing it. And um, she made Lords well, of Dogtown, I think, which is supposed to be pretty good. Like we, uh, yeah, we mentioned that. She early. also directed Red Riding Hood with uh, Amanda Seyfried. That she did. I'd forgotten that movie happened. I did not know that movie happened. This, I know nothing. This, I have no. This is a fact I have in my brain. <laughs> now it was another one of the like gritty YA. Sure. If, if any of you ever disagrees with me, ever thinks there's something wrong with me or something I said, just remember I know that that movie was made. <laughs> I watched it. I've oh, seen it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Britain's in a far worse place yeah, than I am. I was like, man, Amanda Seyfried's really pretty. Yeah, so, I watch this movie. <laughs> So I Kath- will go through some crap for actors, <laughs> man. I tell you, Catherine Hardwick is that is that the name? She, yeah, yes, she made the first. I messed one. It up. Yeah. Okay, um, yes, yeah. We talked about that before. That the first one does feel like it has an actual vision, and then yeah. the next two feel like boring slogs sure. that just got a, got turned out by gotcha. random guys that they pegged for. Because basically, uh, the the story appears to be that she um, decided that, and I think we we touched on this before, but she decided uh, she did not want to turn around and turn on another movie. Uh, to come out in the next year really quickly. Sure. That, like, oh, that wow. she did not want to be part of that. Sorry, Qu- so- uh, Chris White's made the second one, and he made he mm-hmm. did about a boy, and he wrote for uh, Alex's favorite movie, Rogue One. 
Quality Do you even guy. have like a specific opinion he, about Rogue One? He made, a, be- he made a better he life. <laughs> He's an uncredited director of American Pie. <laughs> uncredited? Uncredited director of American just, Pie. How does that happen? Uh, his brother directed and I guess, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, go on. Fascinating. That's very funny to me. But yeah, he's like a real, like, a real director. Ben, yeah, to, to your point as well, written as you were saying about the, uh, the movies, like, whether or not they, they directed these back-to-back, it does not feel like they directed the f- Breaking Down Part 1 and Part 2 as one cohesive gotcha. thing. No. It feels like they started the first one, he was like, I can do something with this. This is an interesting This film. feels like they brought back one of the directors yes. from New Moon or Eclipse yes. back to yeah. direct this Very one. much so. Remember when the last one had like a sense of humor and some self-awareness and some charm and some funny editing with mm, the music mm. and it actually kind of poked fun at itself in a couple of places? Oh my god. <laughs> so was so that your worst thing, that the directing seems no, so... No, my worst thing... No, that's not my worst thing. Because um, I'm, I'm used to that with these movies. Sure, sure. Uh, my worst thing is probably just the handling of the child. Oh yeah. All right, what's her name? I, it's a comp? Renesmee. Okay. Nessie. Knew, Nessie, yeah, yeah Nessie. I, I knew I was going to mess that up at some, at some point, so I'm just going ahead and getting that out of the way. Um, it's, it's, it's a combination of all the elements we're dealing with here. The, the horrible CGI with the baby and oh the younger God. version of her. I don't know it what they were thinking. Yeah. I don't know what the idea was. I don't know if they just... There's a very infamous joke from Red Letter Media where they talk about, oh, they were too afraid to have baby insurance on set. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's they didn't have an actual baby, so they just had like a prop and CGI. I don't know. They're pretty easy to find. (laughs) They got a whole room of them at the hospital. Well, isn't that like the thing? That one looks good. Yeah. Everybody likes Uh, to make fun of American Sniper because they had like that that one scene with the the puppet baby. Um, at least they knew not to focus on the they face didn't for too show long. its face. Because this baby looked like a, a baby that was also very aware of you. Yes. Well, that's what the, like, I think that's what they were going for. <laughs> I think, oh I think that God. is what the like effect is supposed to achieve. Yeah. But dear Lord. It is so, so and, Well, the whole idea is that they're trying to defend the baby. Like, that's the point. Like, that's why the Volturi are after them. Yeah. They want the mm-hmm. kid. They want to kill the kid. Because um, they think it's some monstrosity or whatever. So, immediately by setting that up as the stakes, yes. you need to have us like this kid and care <laughs> about this kid. And this kid gets nothing to do except be creepy. Yeah. She gets almost no lines. The only thing she does that's special, she touches your face and somehow convinces you that she's fine. And, <laughs> and yeah. you can't just have that be a thing and not have that actually like something the audience experiences that's just something that the movie expects you to take for granted i also can say i work with with kids now and if a child puts their hand on you it's either because they want to give you a hug or because they're about to blow a raspberry on your arm (laughs) which happened to me one time i was helping another kid find a book and this boy walks up to me and just goes on my arm it was hilarious yeah, so that's my worst thing is baby accuracy. <laughs> well, what is your best thing then, Alex? Oh, jeez. What, what, what got you through? I don't know what got me through. Um, Aside I, from your best pals. I think, I think that's true. Thank you for, for everyone for being here, for, for me. <laughs> the real Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 was the friends we made. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's going to have, uh, I'm just going to steal what happened with Eclipse, where boring, boring, boring super violent nonsensical <laughs> fight like that yeah. it's the same exact thing the five just... armies <gasps> yeah it, kind of it, it's it's the same idea 
uh, where where people are just getting heads ripped off left and right, and I'm just crazy. Yeah. It, it should not fit in this terrible vampire soap opera, but somehow it works. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And by that I mean it doesn't, and that's why it works. <laughs> Uh, well, I can do my best and worst if y'all don't. Do it. Make it make it happen. So to piggyback off of your worst thing, my worst thing was the visual effects overall. Yeah. The baby looks terrible. The wolves look terrible. It, I, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the special effects progressively gets worse as this franchise yeah. goes on. Yeah. And would ostensibly be getting more money from the studio. <laughs> oh, we looked at the budgets. You want me to look at them again? Like, I'll research them like again. I genuinely don't know where the money was going because like, there are shots where people are standing with the wolves and the wolves are so clearly... I like to imagine the layering they, is they, terrible. Like Lee Pace and, and Remy Malik, they, they gave them like extra advances. They're like, we know where you guys are going. We'll, go ahead. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put down the money for y'all. Halt. Catch this fire. <laughs> oh, um, my God. God. It's such a no, it, it, but then you also like the scene at the be- towards the beginning where Bella's chasing a deer is horrible. Mm-hmm. She's going so mm-hmm. slow, like it's such a bad. Like everything looks terrible. She scales up a mountain. Uh, yeah, she, she she sniffs Alex Honnold climbing a mountain, and so she thank you. Chases, yes, yes. Chases after him, and then no, that's, like, a, that's the thought I had. I was like, is Free Solo happening free, at the same free time? Free Solo. <laughs> free Solo is also on Hulu. Should I be watching Free Solo? Yes, yes you should. It's a great movie. <laughs> Accurate. Don't um, don't watch Breaking Dawn Part Two. No, which you're going to be choosing between the two. Yes. Won't you be my neighbor? Should have been nominated for Best Picture and won Best Picture. But I'm very happy for Free Solo. It's such a great movie. Um, so Twilight. So Twilight. <laughs> but my so that was my worst thing was the visual effects were, and I try not to like hate on movies too badly when they're really low budget for bad visual effects. But this like, this was not. I mean, look at Ex Machina, which is which probably sure. had a smaller budget sure. and gorgeous effects. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it was a little sparer. I more mm-hmm. I hate everything. All right. <laughs> Budget for the first Twilight, $37 million. Okay. Arguably looks the best of the bunch somehow. Yes. Twilight Saga, New Moon, $50 million. All right, we got a steady bump up. We got some werewolf effects. Got the werewolf budget. Yeah. Fine. We, we need a werewolf budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, Twilight Saga Eclipse, $68 million. Bump up. All right, we got a fight scene here and there. Whatever, it's fine. It's, somehow it looks worse. Whatever. Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. And this is the one where they really go exploring all over the world. There's some nice location shooting. Mm-hmm. It actually looks decent, mm-hmm. even though it looks kind of like a Hallmark movie. The, so the effects on Bella getting pregnant and everything are horrifying and very realistic. Yes. $110 million. Okay. 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 I, got, I think they got their money's worth on that. that $120 million for Part 2. <laughs> they, I, I really You think can't do this to me! That must have been the actors were just negotiating yes. so much. Yeah. Because, like, there's well, no... Maybe not ha- even... Half of that had to go to the cast, right? Maybe not even negotiating, but just how many people they cast in this movie that got yeah, nothing right. to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. They needed incentive. Yeah. So that was my worst thing. My best thing about this movie, genuinely, really and truly, was... So when the movie ends before the credits, there's like a curtain call for all the actors throughout the movie. And I and I really liked it. Not, I think that's a really good idea. And I, I was watching it, I was thinking, look, if I were devoted to this franchise, if I was like a real fan of this, right. this would be really touching to me. Because yeah. I'd be seeing all of these characters who I've loved for five years or whatever. Right. Like if they did this at the end of the MCU, are you kidding me? It would take seven hours to do it. But, like, how moving would that be to see this this thing? Spoilers, not spoilers for Endgame. They do a curtain call-esque credit scene at the end of yes. Endgame. That's, and I'm, and I'm and, sure it's very powerful. And guess what? It works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's a cool idea. One, is very theatrical, which I like. But I was thinking if, if this were a franchise that I really loved that actually would end at some point, 
if they did that for me, I would be really touched by that. And I was oddly kind of touched by it. The other great thing about it is it showed me Anna Kendrick. So then I got to think about Anna Kendrick for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, I'm, oh great. Well, now I'm just going to think about Anna Kendrick for a little while. I feel like I was fueling like pure Britain enthusiasm with my complaints at the lack of Anna Kendrick in the past several months. Thank movies. you. <laughs> That's my when I watch every movie. <laughs> She did do a great interview where someone asked her about what they could tell her about the last Twilight movie, and she went, well, I know I'm not in it, so yeah. I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, she legitimately is not in this movie. Yeah. But After she, getting, like, one to two scenes in the past she four. Has, she does have, because I looked on YouTube, I looked up her scenes from the first movie. Um, pre-famous Anna Kendrick is very funny to me. She has my favorite thing in Twilight Part 1, where she's tanning at lunch. Mm-hmm. Where they're like Chris and Stewart sitting there, and uh, 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 Kendrick is like sitting on top of the the cafeteria or the the lunch table, like leaning back on her hands, or just like a normal blouse with her head back, like yeah, whatever, trying to get a tan in like Washington <laughs> in like the middle of winter. It's so funny. Oh my god, I love her so much. Yeah, so that was my best thing. Is at one point I remembered Anna Kendrick <laughs> does stuff, and I was like, oh, I get to go watch Up in the Air later. Um. What you got, Tyler? Or Joseph, if you want to go? Uh, I think my, my best thing about this movie is that at some point off screen, um, I think like between these two movies, um, Charlie starts starts begging the wife of the uh, the guy who has a heart attack in like one of the other movies. Uh, that's like his best friend. I can't tell you his name. <laughs> his... He's in all of the movies. <laughs> And, and wait, wait, wait! Which which guy are you talking about? You may the be guy, getting the guy who has the heart attack. Yeah, the guy who has the heart attack and I dies. I can't you tell know, you his name. He's not in all the movies. He's in like one. I thought he was in like. You're not it, thinking. You're not is thinking. Is he the guy in the wheelchair? No, no, no. no you're the, okay. Different guy. I think they might. <laughs> no, you're you're thinking. They do such a poor job at explaining <laughs> Jacob's family and all. No, of no, them. no. There's too many to keep track. Who of I'm talking about? Because they give them no screen time. And I would not. I would not have picked up on this at all if I had not been following. If I, if I had not been reading the books, the um the guys. His name is Harry Clearwater. He gets he gets an in memoriam uh, uh actor yeah, credit in the curtain call. Brent was just talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, he's in one of the movies. I couldn't tell you which one. Um, he he has a heart attack. Because uh, Victoria wait, wait, like wait, looks wait. real is, scary at him. Is he the guy that's that? Him and Bella's father are like, oh, we're gonna go hunting in the woods. Yes, is that guy? Yes. Okay. Now and, I know who you're talking yeah. about. I thought he meant the guy in the wheelchair. No, 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 no. He's he lives. I think is that probably. Jacob's father? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is um, another Academy Award nominee, Graham Greene. <laughs> He was in Dances with Wolves. I'm so sorry that he was oh, stuck hey, in this. See, there's a couple of Oscars. I mean, Rami Malek no, no, has no, an da- Oscar. Da- Dances with Wolves. That's a, uh, that's a good. Uh, 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 I, I like to think that's the only reason they cast him. There's, <laughs> just, like, there's, like, one, like, there's one cinephile, and there's like, hey. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, so... so, uh, <laughs> so the funny so, thing was, in the movie in Dances with Wolves, his name is Kicking Bird. <laughs> and he's in a wheelchair now. <laughs> it's like, what if... <laughs> they, they planned it perfectly. Um, but yeah, so so this guy who is in one movie, he's he's in one movie, but then he's supposed to be Charlie's best friend, and then he dies. Uh, Charlie being Bella's dad, for any of you who aren't following along. Um, I call him Mustache Dad. Mustache Dad. Uh, he, Technically the best character in, in the movies. Oh, he's great. Yes, accurate. Um, Even though Anna Kendrick is the best character in the movies. <laughs> sure. He, he uh, yeah, his friend, his friend just, he has a heart attack because, like, Victoria looks at him real scary. And is this pre- Bryce Dallas Howard or yes. post I believe Dallas this, Howard. so I believe this is New Moon is what we're talking about here 
Um, they give a credit to both Victoria actresses. They do yeah. give a credit to both Victoria but actresses. But, like, within, there's a pause. They show there's Rachel Affair. And then there's, like, person, person. Oh, and Bryce Dallas Howard, too. Uh, Lady in the Water, go. <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah, and, and so so this, this, this dude, his widow, uh, Charlie, at some point, just, like, he's just with her now at the end by this oh, movie. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Did they even show up together at the wedding? Like, was that... I think they may have seen. I think in these both these movies, there's like hints to it, but like by this one, they're like living together, and it's just like, wait, (laughs) what's happening? All right. So that's your best thing. Yeah, that's my best thing. (laughs) (laughs) And your worst thing? Um, I don't know what my worst thing is. Uh, I think (laughs) think my worst thing is the the this was so so. Britain Britain only got to watch the last half hour with us. Uh, he relived that uh, prior to recording this, uh, so it was just Alex and Joseph and I. And and they were both pretty much done with this quite quite early on. Um, I was trying to give it a little. I was just trying to to follow along. I was trying to say, you know, let, let's let's give it a chance. Maybe it's just some weird pacing in the beginning. Maybe it'll maybe it'll get all right. Uh, then there's a bit where there's a flashback, and uh, Jane uh, D- Dakota Fanning, mm. uh, she. Um, She's she's tracking down a baby, and uh, <laughs> this baby is a vampire baby who's who's eaten a, a poor peasant village, um, and so she yeah, just had, vacuumed it up. He just, he just <laughs> Joseph is dying right now. It was like she she and the, it was like Akira. He just like she, the baby just absorbed, and when she found it, it was a giant baby. <laughs> I wish, dear God, she she. It looks like a Tim Burton Rugrats thing. <laughs> she she picks up the baby and she she uh, they they kill the lady who made the baby because for some reason this lady made a vampire baby because like they're real pretty I guess. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, they're 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 killing they kill the vampire lady. <laughs> And then they have a fire, and and I think that at this point I'm like, all right, so clearly they they they, they kill the baby because it's 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 evil. It, they, it can't. They say it can't protect their their uh, secrets, um, and so I'm thinking that's going to happen off screen, or whatever. She just chucks this baby into a fire, <laughs> and it is the most yeah. comical. Literally, imagine the funniest version of a scene where somebody throws a baby into a fire. <laughs> that's the best way I can describe <laughs> that's it. That's what you get. That's what you get. It's it's perfect fodder for somebody on YouTube to just add in a terrible sound effect. There's a yes. lot of like yeah, the the Wilhelm scream, something like that. Like, <laughs> and at this point, I just began laughing uh, for a full a full two minutes. <laughs> Why is it that whenever Twilight decides to have a flashback, it's always the worst part of the movie? They do this continuously, and it's always just completely mind boggling. Yes. It's not great. And there's a lot. This movie takes itself so seriously, and it's which is so something the last funny. movie did not do. Yeah. Until Bella was giving birth. Yes. It was like every time one of the vampires does the shunk, they'll get really fast, yeah. right to somebody's side. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it looks like a joke. Yes. And if and if you're not going to use your budget correctly, at least give us some jokes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Well, Joseph, what you got? Uh, best and worst. All right, so I'm going to start my worst thing. My worst thing is that this is an Avengers Endgame, and my best thing is that <laughs> Avengers Endgame is out, and you should go watch it. Hey, I like it. <laughs> now, for real. <laughs> well, I, th- no, this is this works, because one time my best thing was Mackenzie Davis on Halt and Catch Fire. That's accurate. I can't remember what movie it was for. So, yeah, no, you're doing it right. Uh, okay. But for real. For I real. mean, if we can stick with that, I'd love to, <laughs> because um, there's not much good about this movie. Uh... I mean, the best thing, honestly, for me was actually them throwing the baby in the fire. <laughs> Man, you know it's true, guys. Baby Q lifts my spirit. <laughs> it's horrifying as that sounds. And then my worst thing... It's just Dakota Fanning with a baby. <laughs> her, her expression is like mild amusement. It's like, this is nice. It's just Dakota Fanning going... This is so ridiculous. <laughs> My worst thing is that no matter how much you pay attention pay attention to this movie, you have no idea how they got to that ending. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. chopped together. Oh, we're in we're in a. It's amazing how sloppy the pacing and just editing in scenes is. Not yeah. not just co- a collection of scenes together. Mm-hmm. Individual scenes have nonsensical editing. Yeah, we're talking about the the fight again. They they do a lot of shots. That are wide shots, so you see, like, okay, the Volturi are, like, like a hundred feet away. I mean, they're so far away yeah. from our team, our mm-hmm. friends. And then, but they're talking in normal voices to each other, yeah. which, like, maybe that's, like, a vampire thing they can sure, do. Sure, sure, yeah. And yeah. then they'll walk over and be there very quickly, and then, like, the, the spacing is so bad. Yeah. Not that I want shots of them walking for 30 minutes, but, like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, the, the cast of this movie ultimately delighted me. Because like no one in this movie is good, but the the people the the talented actors I feel you can still tell that they're talented. They they let their charisma shine through a little bit. Like Lee yeah. Pace, Lee Pace first of all looks awesome in this movie. He looks really great. He's going like full Jack Sparrow. Yeah, like, to the yeah, long hair. I liked everything. it a lot. And he's having a. I feel like he's having what fun he can. Yeah. <laughs> and Rami Malek, who's a tremendous actor, is a lot of fun. Um, just, it's just like yeah there, it's like Anna Kendrick wasn't great in these movies but she sparked it there yeah. was like okay here's something yeah. Michael Sheen is the only one really trying to do anything right and he's as much fun as you could be he's he's not taking anything seriously no. though and, and Dakota Fanning also looks really great in this movie but her eyeliner is so thick <laughs> and I'm like that took a while because she's got some like big eyes <laughs> <laughs> And so it really, they're like really highlighting him. And Christopher Heyerdahl, one of my favorite, favorite character actors, go watch Hell on Wheels. Go watch the two episodes of Gotham that he's on. <laughs> the one episode of Falling Skies. He's an amazing performer. He, he's the one who when he dies goes, or when he fake dies goes, finally. Which I don't know, was oh, that yeah. something that he hated? Did he hate being a vampire or something? I don't even remember. Or was that Christopher Heyerdahl going like, I'm done. <laughs> I have <laughs> services. I'm on my way. <laughs> Finger sandwiches! <laughs> and then they just rip him apart. They, they turn around to give him his paycheck, like, yeah. off. You know, once they're like, all right, wrapped up shooting, now let's go. Uh, where did he go? <laughs> he's just like... He's running. He's like, they're going to let me be in one episode of Arrow. And then uh, Daniel Cudmore, who plays Colossus sure. in some of, some of the X-Men movies, not the Deadpool no. movies, is just there in the background. Oh, Angela Serafian, who plays Clementine in Westworld, she is Rami Malek's girlfriend in this movie, and I think at one point in real life. She says nothing. Yeah. She just stands there looking pretty and doesn't say a word. Well, I think this comes down to one of the biggest problems with this trying to work as a finale to this series. Yes. 
You don't just start throwing in a million characters yeah. that we have no mm-hmm. investment in. I made right. the comment on a previous episode that there are too many characters that the movies expect you to care about. Yes. And the, because they expect We you, were saying that it's, in New Moon. Well, and it's... The second it's, one. It's one of the things that, like, I think that probably goes underappreciated about the Harry Potter movie franchise mm. is that they know not to introduce us to every character who exists in the books. Because yes. you can just inherently pick up on things more easily if you are reading the book and you're like, huh... I don't know that person. Yeah. And they can like introduce right. them to you or you can reference to be like who it like it, it inherently is so much easier to to memorize names from a book than it is to memorize names when you're getting introduced yes. to them rapid fire in a movie. And this movie th- I had said previously that this movie these movies already had too many characters that we're expected to know and like follow along emotionally. This I movie was, introduces 40. Yeah. New, like, it's got to be something like that. I was they just, just now getting adjusted to the Cullens. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can only tell them apart by their hairstyles. <laughs> like, it's true, though. I was just now getting adjusted to Edward's family, much less everyone else. I still don't know who any of Jacob's family yeah. are. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I genuinely yeah. don't know any of them. Yeah. Especially when they're actually werewolves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, when they're when they're in werewolves form, good luck. I have no idea. And look, we're all humans, so of course we have trouble distinguishing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> although you've never seen us, so if, unless you're at our live show in Phoenix, you haven't seen us. <laughs> Don't <laughs> encourage them. <laughs> Man, a live here come the sequels would be so awkward. <laughs> We we go to Phoenix and our single fan from Northeast the no, Northeast. Oh, what was the, the Puritan man? Uh, yeah, Ro- what was Roanoke. the, the Cu- Roanoke? Thank you, Roanoke. Right, the Cuban Puritan. Yes, that was he, it. he, he it. decides to join uh, to, to fly down he, to Phoenix. He's still working on the final edit for uh, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. He's working on the final edit for that. Still working on it. It's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It has to match his vision. Uh, <laughs> He's he's gonna fly down and he's gonna be the only fan and it's just gonna be us. But we're gonna we're gonna somehow rent like a like a three thousand seat yeah. uh, auditorium and it's gonna be just one person. It's gonna be pretty good. <laughs> Talk about Barry Lyndon. Shut up. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Clearly. <laughs> um, well, another thing about this movie, uh, talking about the characters, is I. Well, okay. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't know if this is actually a segue. But this is something that I know <laughs> that I noticed. So we were talking about who we're not the target demographic for this movie, and Tyler and I have been saying that for the past five right. episodes. And, and obviously, like in the, I feel like the first movie is a lot more guilty of this. Of it is so, the movie is so fetishizing of Edward and of this relationship. But it's also mm. very much very self fetishizing. Like the, the intended audience for this movie is supposedly young women who are going to see Bella and be like, that's me. No one appreciates that I read books. Sure. And, you know, they they make such a big point of, like, Kendrick and the other girl with glasses are going dress shopping. But Bella, she doesn't care about that. She wants to go to the bookstore. And that's like, oh, that's so weird that you like Shakespeare. All the Shakespeare references in these movies, that mean nothing. <laughs> Merchant of Venice is a thing. When she gets the note from Alice that's like, I gave you all the clues, right, Mr. Right. Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a poor attempt at mystery. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to do something amazing. And it's on the back of the Merchant of Venice. Like, I, that means nothing. I still don't know why she disappeared. She went to go get the, the, the Takuna people. I also the Takuna Legends. Just so they could be like, oh, hey, we've, we, this, us this, too, yeah. The thing with the happened with the girl, it also happened with this guy. Even though they showed her him the vision of the fight and how yeah, they would all die. Let me tell you. 
But like, I don't know this, why it's... This movie has several false endings. Like, people accuse Return of the King of having false endings. Like, this movie should stop, like... And, and those then, endings actually work. Too, 45 yeah. minutes and then more. also And then also, like, the actual ending is sort of a cliffhanger to a series that's never going to get a follow-up. Yeah. Like... Yeah. The, they, they leave off with, like, oh, the Volturi, they're... They're still out there. That Gonna be bizarre. dangerous. Yeah, there's two Russian Eastern European guys yeah. who are very over the top. We're just like, what are you doing? We need to fight them. They're gonna come back. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like, no, they're not. And everyone just kind of laughs and they're like, ha, yeah. <laughs> Probably. It's like the end of an episode of Super Friends. <laughs> but that's uh, that. that the, watching the, these movies, I feel like they, they want us to to identify so much with Bella and that's fine like obviously there are people in the world women and men who who feel that way who feel ostracized and there's mm-hmm. literally a line in the first movie where a, a Bella slips and she's like ice isn't good for the uncoordinated and she tugs on her sleeves a lot and I'm like yeah. uh, people like that need a movie well but then don't make that movie something this shallow and something where I, I, I like this I, I noted that in this movie love as according to the Twilight franchise is obsession where yep, yep. and you have to always be touching each other. Yep. Bella and Edward are always like th- th- hands on each other's up. shoulders, hands on the thing. Uh, uh, ja- Jasper and Alice, I think they like they all show up and they jump off a cliff and they land. Hold, they're, they're falling, holding hands, and then they kiss at the bottom. Everyone gets coupled up. Lee Pace and the electric lady <laughs> for like she don't, does. Don't you know I'm electro? <laughs> she does some electric stuff, and he's like. You are some kind of woman. And then by the end of the movie, they're together, and before the fight, he's like, you know I'd go anywhere with you. And she's like, you think I didn't know that? And I'm like, I didn't! <laughs> like, everyone has to be coupled up in this movie, because I guess the, the Stephanie Meyer or whoever was like, well, in case somebody can't fantasize about being Bella, everyone has to ha- be coupled up. We all have to have some, you know, Well, here's proxy. the thing. I don't know, it's so stupid. My best thing for the first Twilight was Kristen Stewart. Okay. Because she is... Her performances are awkward. Yeah. Like, she is very good at playing uncomfortable and weird. Yeah. And Bella, the way she is written and handled in that first movie, it's perfect for her. It's right up her alley. And yeah. I really liked her, and I really got invested in her character. Sure. I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily see myself as Bella, right. but I, under, I I get it. But you, and you buy, but you buy that someone like this wouldn't be popular. And she feels yeah. like a real person. Sure. But then afterwards, somehow the script just normalizes everyone, mm. or just everybody's gotcha. just... Yeah, N- not not in terms of like actions that they take, but just like general behaviors and They're quirks. Very flat, Everyone's yeah. just normalized. So somehow Edward gets better by- because of that, and, <laughs> yeah. and Bella gets worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and how many movies do this where like the main, the unpopular girl, like in the remake of Carrie, when Chloe Moretz was supposed to be mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. unpopular ugly girl? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that was something that I thought was I recently watched Edge of Seventeen, mm-hmm. which I really liked, and Haley Steinfeld obviously is beautiful. But you totally buy that she would be yes not. Have you guys seen that? Uh, I re- yeah, I was gonna say re- if you're bringing that up, I'm just gonna go ahead and plug that. That is like, what, what year did that come out? I think it's like 2017. It's a couple years. Ago. I, I got a that that movie. Edge of Seventeen came out. Yes, in I think. I think it was 2016. It, it's, it's fairly uh, recent. 2017. That movie yeah. is spectacular. It's a very very good. She's awesome. In it. Yes, she's so funny, and you totally buy again. It's yes. because her performance is believably awkward. Yeah, and. And strange and like and I will go to bat for Kristen Stewart because she got an unfair rap for these movies. Mm-hmm. If you put her in the right thing, she's really good. She did a movie with Olivia Assayas called uh, Clouds of Sils Maria that's great and she's awesome in it. And like, but she's she is not 
like an expulsive actor, which is why in this movie she's terrible. Right. <laughs> because they're they're wanting her to like yell and do all this stuff yes. that's so unnatural for her, clearly. And obviously there's nothing the script is so weak. Also, she she has like nothing to do for the last oh, yeah. Bella has no agency in this one. Well, for the last hour of the movie, she's not like the focus of the movie, it feels yeah. like. Oh, she gets dropped. It's so strange. But she like, has shield powers. Yeah. I d- the, yeah, let's talk about the powers real quick. So they... Are dumb? They are dumb. <laughs> but everyone, like, they, there are a couple of... So, like, Rami Malek has the power of the elements. He is the last Airbender. He's the last so, Airbender. But mostly he uses his powers to be sexy for the audience. Let me put let me let me jump on a tangent here. Rami Malek, he shows up, he's like he's he's like pulling the the like water into like this this massive wave out of this pond. Yeah. And like he shows that he can like shoot fire out of his hands and like spin dirt and around. He, that's the that's thing, he's like he uses his powers to make dirt spin around a kid and make a bonfire. But like he can do that, and then later during the fight he like smashes a hole to the center of the because apparently there's a lava like literally a hundred feet under the ground <laughs> in this like Alaskan yeah. field. Um, and, and then makes sense to me, but, he, yeah. but, but like the man can clearly like, should be incredibly powerful. Why, why isn't he just like lighting everyone on fire? Yeah. That's evil. Apparently every vampire can jump super high. So why didn't he just jump up super high and then yeah, just, just be just, like, like fire. Got, yeah. Like, yeah. But you can do that. And then there's a woman who can do electric. Call, I want to call you the no fun police, but this movie is so nonsensical. <laughs> no, but that would have been fun, though. That's that the thing is, like, that, that, that fight, as crazy as that fight is, could have been so much more fun. See, see that's the thing. And it's just because I've got Endgame on the brain. It's, it's a very fine balance when you've got characters with superpowers in mm. terms of, well, realistically... X and Y characters yeah. would immediately take out everyone else. Right. So what what is the fight? Yeah. So they have to kind of they have to work it around and, and yeah. kind of manipulate and it so that that way it's it's not yeah, and in this case, realistic. You know? in, in this yeah. case, their rationale for how they do that is they just don't have the characters use their powers. Really? Yes, yeah, so I was yeah. I was going to say this goes to the other extreme, which is oh. just we don't care. Oh, backstory, building up characters, exposition, eh, it's fine. They're just punching each other's heads off. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, the electric girl kind of does hers a little bit. Dakota Dakota Fanning's power power is apparently she can look at somebody and say pain, and then they're sad a lot. Yes. You're going to say something you looked at your hand? No. Okay. Well, well, basically, (laughs) they they do attempt to do that, to use that, because Dakota Fanning starts trying to use her power, and then Bella uses her shield power. Ah, yes. Tyler... Do we finally have an explanation as to why Bella's special? I guess, yeah. She has shield powers. She has shield powers. Yeah, yeah. And she can extend that to somebody well, else. It's, it's just strange because in the first Twilight movie, and this is back when she's human, yeah. for some reason, all the vampires cannot use their powers on her. Except some of them Except do. Except some of them. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Because if it was, not just Edward. Y- correct. Because if it was only Edward could, then that would that could be some kind of like... Correct. Isn't it Alice? She's like, I can't see your future or something. No, Alice can totally see Bella's future. Who's what? The, I can't she remember. Can't see, Somebody specifically tries to use the powers know, on you her. You know what's interesting is she she can't see Dakota Fanning tries using her yes, powers on her yes. in New Moon. I'm yes. getting everything. Okay. And and what's interesting Five is that I'm getting everything mixed Alice up. isn't supposed to be able to see werewolf visions, werewolves in her visions, like her f- visions of the future. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't I don't know if that's set up in the movies at all or not. 
I don't remember. Maybe, that. maybe not. So did, wait, so are they replaced by something else? No, she just like can't. They're, they're literally that would be, just. That would be great. They're Care Bears. Yeah, <laughs> does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just So like, if she was looking at someone's future and they got killed by a werewolf, would you see that person fall over? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well, like, Barney showed up and punched you. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- what I think weird. I think the idea is actually that she just like can't. Why is see, that Care Bear like, looking at Bella's daughter with that with that weird stare? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So listen, the Care Bear stare, the Care Bear stare. Let's put it. Let's put a pin in the imprinting. That's a whole other yes, conversation. Um, Continue. That's it. podcast two. Um, so <laughs> this will be broken up into part one. It'll and be part breaking two. breaking down part one of part two. Yeah. Oh my god! So. So yeah, uh, Alice can't see. Supposedly can't see. I, I haven't gotten to this part of the book. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm, I have a feeling that she's not going to see an entire battle of werewolves and vampires fighting each other. I, we barely did. I well, Ooh. for some reason, I know kind of how it shakes out in the book. Mm-hmm. I've just been told this for um, some reason. for some reason. Um, it came to you in a vision. So in the movie, we actually do see the battle. We see it play out, but then it ends up being a vision. Mm-hmm. Paul Bettany. God, I love that it. would have improved it so much. But anyways, um, so you're thinking, oh, hey, that's kind of weak. Like, there's actually no repercussions to what just happened. Like, this was all pointless. Right. Apparently in the book, there's not even, like, a fight. Yeah. The Volturi show up, they get convinced to leave, and then they just leave. And I, yeah. I don't know if that's actually how it plays sure. out, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like as someone who... I really liked the movie included a fight because I wasn't yes. invested. So there was like it's, it's having your cake and eating it too. Yeah, it's it's going okay. Well, we realize we can't actually have any consequences to this, but we still want to give people a fight. Here's a bunch of crazy stuff, and everyone here's gets some crazy stuff. Like, here's a bunch of crazy stuff that don't. So in a way, it's kind of like oh, so none of it mattered. But on the other hand, if you care, then you're relieved that you know yeah. Peter Fascinelli is alive. Yeah, sure. Because we all know we that love him. That was so him. bizarre. He leaps into the air, and then like we don't Michael act- Sheen just kinda, we don't actually see what yeah. happens. My favorite, yeah, because that's such a bizarre part where like Ashley Green walks up to uh, Michael Sheen, yeah, and she's like, "You can't do this. It's gonna go bad." And he's like, "Picks or it won't happen." And she's like, "I'll give you picks." <laughs> and then she gives him a fifteen-minute snuff film, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh dang, <laughs> guys, I don't want to get." Dracula, we gotta get out of here. And then Jamie Campbell Bauer, the only one who seems to be taking it seriously, and he's bad in it, is like, but we have to, no, I want cakes and creams. <laughs> and then he yells about stuff. The Volturi are such a non-threat in this. I don't, I don't know if it's just how they're how they're acted, how they're dressed, how they're everything. It's do a, anything. It's a horrible combination of of building up a non-threat. Also, no one came to that fight dressed for a fight. <laughs> they all show up dressed like the cover of a book at Barnes and Noble. You're not gonna buy about like Rowena Nightthorn. Well, and Nessie was ready for school. <laughs> she was. Yeah, that was my other favorite part. Is Nessie is literally wearing a Jansport. She's got her backpack on, and is that like? Do, <clears throat> Uh, no, you know. I, she has her back okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I, oh it's so good I think there might be something to this because there's the whole subplot of Bella going and finding the lawyer of Jasper <laughs> oh yeah with the worst <laughs> and, and she finds out that they were building like fake IDs and passports for both Jacob and the daughter oh yes. so they were going to leave so, so they were yeah. going to leave and Bella gets real sad about this for like five minutes and then yeah. she gets over it but she's like sad because she she I, realizes the, she's, she goes oh hey I, I realize that my daughter won't be in my life anymore and it won't be I guess because she thinks that and she's been in my life for a full week <laughs> 
I'm she, so used to this. She now. thinks that like I guess she I don't and, actually know how much time passes. She thinks that like she I know and she Edward grows fast, but I don't know how much time passes. She thinks that like she and Edward are going to die. Is that is that the is that what we're supposed to know. get from that? I, I have literally that, no idea what any of that. Plot they think was. the Volturi will always be a threat, so they have to get the baby out of the out of the situation. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that she had her backpack. Got all her Lunchables. I thought the idea... And maybe there's a deleted scene or something. (laughs) I don't know why they would feel the need to delete any footage from this movie, (laughs) given the movie that we got. Um, But maybe it's a kind of thing where they were at, like, if this goes south, you guys leave. Right, right, right. Here's the passports and everything. Put in your little little Jansport, and you guys just go. Because they did do that in the the fight. But why didn't they just do a simple leather bag? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. A messenger bag. Something that rides a little more cozily. Well, I was a little confused by that. So they brought her to the fight just to try and dissuade them from fighting, correct? Yeah, yes. and as proof that And then once she the fight cool. starts, they take her out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. At Which, least there's some, some yeah. logic to the that. dumb plan, but I get the plan. Sure. Yes. Here, uh, I just need things to make some sort of sense. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, I also it really... It ain't that hard. <laughs> I don't know, man. This movie exists. <laughs> yeah. Life is, life is chaos, dude. You gotta embrace it. <laughs> I really loved um, as well. The, the, this movie gets very violent for a PG thirteen soap opera. Mm-hmm. There is a got like they're ripping heads off. Part well, one is more violent. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. One guy's head gets uh, Joseph mentioned it. King Kong, where they literally rip it off from like between the jaw. Yep. They just like tear it apart like, gleefully. They're yeah. very happy to be doing. Yes, that. quite. I don't know how that's okay. For, in terms of ratings, I don't know how well, that's It's because okay. there's not a ton of blood. There's not a ton of blood. Yeah. yeah. You're showing a guy get his upper, part of his head ripped right, off. Right, but then when it happens, so, though, you see he's just like... I think this, this is also is time to go back to 2010 and mention the King's Speech was rated R because he says a bunch of bad words in one scene. Right. I think that... Ratings are dumb. Yeah, it's a completely... But I think thing. that that also is a good segue into something else I was thinking the entire time of watching this movie, is that, like, the past four movies... For for all their imperfections, we'll, we'll call them. Sure. Um, they, I can get why someone who is really into this this universe, who read the books, whatever, I can get why a fan would watch these, be like, man, I'm really enjoying this. You know, you get to see Bella yes. and Edward, you get to see all the vampires, they're so cool. Uh, you know, the, all this relationship stuff. I'm, really I'm an Alice, you're a Rosalie. Sure, sure. All sure, your quizzes. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do your, your Facebook quiz and everything. It's great. Team team Edward or Team Team Edward. Edward, exactly, exactly. I don't understand... Jacob's a creep. <laughs> I don't understand why this was the response to what do people want to see in the finale to this franchise. Sure. Why, sure. How is the target audience of, of, whether that be teenage girls or people, yeah. you know, fans of the book and everything... How are they getting anything out of this just sort of mess of characters popping up on a screen yeah. and never being introduced and just sort of saying weird things for a full 90 minutes before they all kill each other? In a like, weird way, it feels more like an adventure movie, or at least leaning that way, because yes. so much of it is built around this fight. Yes. And like you said, the previous movies are soap operas, like they, yes. and that's uh-huh. totally fine. This is like the the horror the the the, the mytho, mythos the uh, fantasy creatures are just there to augment and add this yes. this layer of suspense and danger yeah and like oh what if to, they could but it's not yeah. an action adventure series and so then for the final I, I, that's a good point like what 
what were people wanting to see out like, of Like, I don't, yeah. I know they wanted to see Edward and Bella end up together, and they do. And then they remember all the fun times they've had. Like, when they walked into a room, mm-hmm. Kristen mm-hmm. Stewart was in mm-hmm. a towel at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had smaller eyebrows in the <laughs> earlier movie. They laid in a field. They laid in they a laid bunch of fields. At least three all fields. A lot all of the field fields. laying. They ignored Eclipse. They ignored Eclipse. <laughs> I, I awesome. swear, I don't know if they actually showed any footage from Eclipse in that. It jumped It jumped from her running dramatically in Venice to save Edward to the wedding. <laughs> I don't know if it's strictly yeah. in order of the movies. But I saw nothing in between. Oh, so before I forget about it, uh, you talk about Mackenzie Foy not having a lot of lines. She does have one of my favorite line deliveries in this movie, which is during Christmas when they're giving presents and they Jacob gives her a really lame bracelet that he made. And Kristen Stewart's like, isn't that really pretty, uh, Renesmee? And Mackenzie Foy looks at her and goes, so pretty. <laughs> like <laughs> she says it's because she's a small child who hasn't learned to be to, like act yet but it comes off as like the meanest mean girl like mm-hmm, so pretty I love how you can just make anything and call it art like it's so <laughs> shady I loved it also um, I want that to happen I want her to grow up and to hate Jacob <laughs> yeah oh my god like I really do give credit to this movie for dancing around the most problematic of problematic things, which is that Jacob falls in love with the baby. I really expected by the end they would have done... I, I expected that by the end she would be, like, an adult. Like, they do... Yeah. Some, I figured something would happen where they... Like, like I thought she, she aged super fast or whatever. Yeah. But they make it more creepy. Because here's here's like the 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 early part of this movie and and like the end of the last movie he imprints on this baby and he's like I am now this baby's protector and guardian and also I'm gonna love her when she is my age and he and promises it's not creepy he promises he it's has not creepy. to keep stating that uh, over and over and again a, yeah. which makes me think hmm maybe this is a little creepy because because remember ladies it's not creepy if the guy says it isn't creepy sure sure if he shows up outside your house like don't worry this isn't creepy you're supposed to go. Well, you're right. To be fair, Jacob also says, basically to the effect of, if I kiss you more, you'll like me. Yes. He says that. He says something very similar to that in Eclipse. Yes. Mm. Hey, James Bond showed that it works. He he did. true. Um... But yeah, the the so and Bella has a good scene where she she yells at him. Her Kristen Stewart's performance is is not so much good in that. But yeah, the uh, the the writing itself does address the fact. Oh, hey, this is real messed up. But then. They age her up to a young girl. They don't age her up to an adult where they could kind of be like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. They're all, they're all mature. Like, it's fine, Talking it's about fine. Mackenzie Foy? Yeah, Mackenzie Foy yes. is about like seven or eight or something. Yes, they don't age her up to the age of Jacob and no. Edward and Bella so that at least it could kind of be like, okay, I, I, we've, we've, we've bypassed it. Now we're just going to get over this. Yeah. They leave her as a young girl. So the lasting scene, the final, like the, I don't know if it's the final shot, but it's one of the final shots of the movie is Bella and Edward and Jacob standing around and Jacob and Mackenzie Foy looking at each other and smiling. And I was like, yeah. this is not well, good. And, Al- <laughs> and also like Alice, Alice sees a vision of the future where she's adult. Yes. And I'm like, okay, but this just means Alice is going, one day he's gonna <laughs> that baby. And she's smiling about it like oh, one day. Oh, when... so it was literally like, okay. remember, you guys may not remember this, when the Olsen twins were about to turn 18, there were countdown clocks on the internet because that's the way the world works. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Oh, that's... oh, it was so, so bad. It was awful. That was kind of what 
Alice was doing at that yeah. point. She was like, one day. Well, I do. And also, they clearly cast an actress who really looks like Mackenzie Foy in the future. Yeah. Why not just use her? Yeah. Let Mackenzie yeah. Foy go home. She's got to learn lines for Interstellar. <laughs> but it's just bizarre. You know, I... I... It's, it's, it's a creepy idea to begin with. Well, because I think the scene where he actually has to tell Bella about this is actually kind of good, and mm. they're smart about how they handle it, because all the Cullens already know that uh-huh. he's imprinted uh-huh. on her, and they're all just like, oh, this is gonna uh. be good. Speaking, I really love, speaking of Jacob's confession scenes, when he's trying to tell Mustache Dad about what's mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. the movie knew we gotta get Lautner's abs in this movie. People wanna see him. Let's do it with, let's have him take off his clothes yep. around Bella's dad. Yep. And Billy Burke, who plays the dad, is a really good actor. Yes. He shows up in some not the, great the, stuff. The most consistent performance in yeah. all of these movies. He is a genuine, like, he's on, he's on a show called Revolution, which is not great. Yes. But he's really good in it. Like, he's a really, really talented actor who is you know, doing the best he can. But he plays that scene so well because he's like, no, come on, this is weird. But then he has to just like, but but the great part is uh, Jacob is like taking off his shirt and his pants and everything. He's like, wait, it's not what you think it is. Just hang on. And he keeps undressing and Billy Burke's like, okay, well, I'm already here, I guess. I've just been told my daughter's alive, but I'll wait, I'll wait for, you know, Magic Mike over here to do his thing. Well, also, uh, then then Jacob transforms and starts to attack him. He, like, snarls at him and stuff. And Billy Burke's like, ugh. I don't, does, does he ever find out that they're vampires? That they're no, and at that point, he disappears from the movie. Yeah. So he just knows, like, well, you're a werewolf. No, 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 because no, he shows up with the widow of his best friend. Oh, that's true. Excuse me. With his I, arm yeah. around the widow of his best yeah. friend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The opening scene... Okay, I, I think this movie opens in, in the wrong place. Um... And this is weird because the thing that I was most interested in was, oh, Bella's turned into a vampire. Sure. I wonder how that's going to shake out. She's hungry for human flesh for five minutes, and then she gets over it. Yeah, and then it's one. never a problem for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I think the opening, because the opening scene in Twilight is is supposed to be like the super dramatic thing of like, oh, there's a, there's a, a doe in the woods, oh. and then it gets attacked by, by something. We don't know what it is. It's supposed to be a vampire. Yeah. I feel like they should have done a mirror of that, but it's Bella. Oh, okay. And then we cut to the dad showing up and mm. him finding out everything. Yeah. 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 In- instead of Jacob stripping yeah. well, it, and it, then it, not explaining actually what happened to It Bella. either needs to be that or it needs to be 20 minutes of Bella adjusting to being a vampire. Yes. Th- 30 minutes of full full first act, basically. Yes. Um, <clears throat> make, and, it, make it substantive. Yes. And, and then get rid of a bunch of the crap at the back end about people fighting each other and, and, stuff, and, and recruiting stuff. people yes like I'm, I'm fine if we have a build up to a final battle if number one the Volturi need to be a more prominent threat and I actually yeah. can take them seriously and Michael Sheen's just not a cartoon character he's like straight out of Cobra and G.I. Joe oh, when when Alice shows up when Alice and Jasper show up at the end of the fight he literally goes <laughs> yeah it's great it's like if you gave Emperor Palpatine cocaine <laughs> Okay. I don't know that that would make him sort of fey, but... Specifically, uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith Palpatine, where he's just super excited for Anakin to decapitate someone. I thought you were going to say Anna Kendrick again. And I was like, well, that would be appropriate. Space Anna Kendrick sounds amazing. Palpatine, do it. 
God. I would have loved it if Jake Lloyd were one of the vampires. One of the, if he was one of the Draculas. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Are we off to go around the world? Well, I'm not going there. There's sand, and I hate sand. <laughs> it gets everywhere. No, that's his, that's his power, is that he yes. generates sand. <laughs> it's, it's ironic. But he does also now, it. It's now, ironic. I want, <laughs> I want Jake Lloyd and Edward Furlong to both be there. <laughs> oh, God. I love Edward Furlong. Not really, but he was really funny in T2. Yeah. Oh God! For me, I thought for okay. I thought you meant Patrick Fugit for a minute, and I was like, Patrick Fugit's awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Edward Furlong. Um, God Almighty. In theory, broad strokes, I like the general plot points of this movie. It's all about cutting out fat and getting me invested in the stakes, and it just doesn't stakes, do that at all. Stakes like vampires. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you sabotage. But you can't actually Pun kill intended. vampires that way. In yeah, it's true. So. You gotta break them off. You gotta break off the Dracula's head. And then, then the arms, and then the, and then the arms, well, the, and toast. The even Dracula. then, it contradicts itself because sometimes it's like, oh, we pull off the arms, then the head, then we light the body on fire. Sometimes it's we rip everything apart. Sometimes it's just we decapitate them and then set them on fire. And sometimes Tyler, we don't even set them on fire. Tyler makes sense of what's happening. Oh, I, know, I have no idea. Book, I had, I had the reader. I had the same thought because yeah. like, the idea <laughs> seems to be like, oh, you have to tear them apart and burn them one by one. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, when did they when did they get rid of the sparkling vampires? Well, there is a moment where Bella sparkles in the sunlight. Oh, okay, I didn't notice. That was like the first. It is so brief. And that's the thing. I was thinking that's about the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going to shoot so many what, skulls. What are they talking in that game? I don't that, know. That's the, that's the thing is that the first movie it makes a huge deal out of that, and like yeah. the entire movie is great. Because of that, like, like uh, it's all because the idea is that they're living in in they're living in a location northwest. where there is barely any sunlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which justifies it's, it's so gray all the time and right. stormy and cloudy. Which is a nice, clever little bit of world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to justify them sparkling, which is terrible, but whatever. Sure, but at least you've got some. Yes, yeah. But then, like the rest connection. of the movies, they're all just shot brightly lit. They don't care. They it's they fine. slowly <laughs> creep back in with saturation, and they just shoot them like normal movies. Like there's yeah. no color filter to help it feel desaturated or washed out, and it's just very distracting. Because there are some points where I'm like, I feel like the vampire characters are less pale than the human characters. <laughs> yeah, like there were several yeah. moments where I noticed that. It's very bizarre. Yeah, Kristen Stewart looks great in this movie, though. She looks really pretty in this movie. That's fair. Which I mean, that's you know. That doesn't. That's not important, <laughs> but it's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was very funny that everyone shows up to the 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 big fight. Rami Malek's got his scarf, and everyone else is like, he dressed for the weather. And I would have loved. Not everybody did though. No, not everyone. The people they keep referring to as Amazons. Good lord. Yeah, I'm not sure about if how culturally sensitive this is. You know, yeah. it's okay. They're vampires. They don't need to be. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're different species at that point. That's true. It's, it's, all, it's, it's, part, of, it's part of the lore that uh, vampires are actually uh, stereotypical. Like that's they. <laughs> Once you become a vampire, yeah. You <laughs> if, if you're if you're a vampire and you know, for example, the, the Brazil or something, you yeah. suddenly become this this very just like offensive stereotype of. Ah, you must be a native Amazon warrior. That's why all the Native American characters went, we got to get on this lichen train. Because <laughs> at least we'll get to retain our actual culture and society. Right. Oh, man. We got to get in this. Well, why weren't the Volteri, like, throwing pasta at everybody? <laughs> <laughs> if only. In the time it took us to run over here, the government changed three times. <laughs> Every time they cut to Michael Sheen, he's carving a naked statue. What else goes on over there? I'm 
just going to say... When hey, I'm... Italy! <laughs> You're one of the last people we can make fun of. And we're calling you it. out. I'm just going to say... Michael Sheen's reactions when he's holding people's hands make me very uncomfortable. The fact that they asked Mackenzie Foy, a human child, just go up to this actor and just put your hand on their face. Specifically Michael Sheen. Just go to it. <laughs> Michael Sheen's fine. Oh, he's not really a creeper. But, but with, with... In the movie, the, he is. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, I really also loved... Um, I really love Lee Pace in this movie. Like, just knowing that that was Lee Pace. Yes. And that he woke up every morning and said, I'm Lee Pace, now I'm going to go do this. Yeah. Yep. And say these things. That would have been so cool if he was in some of the other movies. Uh-huh. Sure. Because he's kind of a cool character. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alistair, like Joe Anderson from Alistair, the Universe. That was, that was excellent because he shows up and then he's like, you guys are going to die. And Carlisle's like, oh, you prankster. Oh, my, my good friend <laughs> Alistair who we've never met before. And then like throughout the movie he just pops up and he's like, yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a cool vampire. Got yeah. got long hair, you know. I'm it's a pretty, cool pretty... cool warrior vampire. My name's Alistair. I've got my own back. <laughs> pretty much always in a tree. Yeah, pretty much always <laughs> in a tree. He's he's he's, he's Alistair the tree vampire. I suggest you not mess with me. <laughs> the tree Dracula. My vampire teeth traps the souls of his victims. <laughs> also, there are Irish vampires who they cut to them, and they're wearing like. The like stereotype of, like Irish caps and like yeah. a bunch of wool and they're like, I don't think Mother Mary would like that I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm just glad it's not a bunch of nuns I have to fight. <laughs> they do make a reference to the eleven year war. <laughs> <laughs> we lost, but it was a good uprising or whatever. Like and it's like Lee Pace has a line about I was just about to bite Custer, but the Indians got to him first. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a line of dialogue. So if you're about to bite him, you have him. <laughs> You're very close. No, he was actually like several hundred miles away, but he was like, I was almost th- I, so close. I was roadrunnering up there. Yeah. Oh my God. And then he turns to the camera and goes, I lose more meals that way. <laughs> wah, wah. The, uh, what a movie. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of this, <laughs> this stereotype. That's all, folks. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the stereotypes, yeah, um, the there's also, we've, we've been introduced, I, I think, to two black vampires in this universe. Both of them have dreadlocks. Yeah. And, like, and one of them gets a name. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but he got named. Yeah, Edie Gathigi played him. The, who's awesome? He's a great actor. His name is Laurent, correct? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, is he French? The dreadlocks vampire. Allegedly, I don't know. Because he played um, uh, Darwin in First Class. Yes. yes. And he was on House, and he was in Justified. Yeah. He's a great actor. Um, and then this, there's a guy who's chasing Mackenzie Foy and Jacob. Uh, through the forest, and then Mackenzie Foy says Jacob a lot, and then the guy's dead? I don't know. Does that happen? I, Correct. I kind of lost track of what well, was Well, that was part of the vision. That's right after one yes. of the werewolves got killed, and then he was upset about it, yeah. and then he just ripped off the guy's head. This movie okay. kills a lot of werewolves, and I will say, there's a shot of one of the werewolves dying, and you see the light go out of its eyes. Yeah. And that's pretty, like, whoa. Just not because I care about the character, because, like, you're watching an animal die. Remember the Ewok in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that part where you're like, oh. <laughs> but in Star Wars, you're like, oh, wow, like, there were real stakes in this fight. Like, they're really, this is really scary, and this is an innocent. You know, you're right. I should raise my grade for Return of the Jedi. Yub nub, man. A Come on. Plus. Yub nub. Yub nub. <laughs> Every movie should... This movie should have ended instead of Edward and Bella in a field. This should have been... Because Rami Malek made a bonfire because... Man, yeah, they're burning all the... the they're burning all the bad vampires. The and they're all just running around going, Yup, nub. 
I will, I will say the bonfire. Oh using God. their heads no, no. as drums? Yes, yeah. using the vampire heads as drums. That would be great. I'd love that. Are you kidding me? They start playing in the air. Then it's Terminator Genesis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking the other day because uh, I watched, talking to Vanna Kendrick, I watched a movie called Camp, which is my favorite bad movie. It is genuinely terrible and it is it is so phenomenal and fascinating and she's amazing and like it's such a it was her first movie it's so brilliant and I was trying to think of like bad movies and everything and I was like you know I don't I can't think of a movie that I have liked more the second time I've watched it I've thought about that I, I, I can't think of a movie that I disliked and then liked it always goes I like it and I dislike it or I like it more you know what I mean I can't think of except for Terminator Genesis because the first time I watched it I was like this movie blows. Then I watched for the podcast. I was like, "This movie blows." <laughs> no, but I like. Remember, we all liked it more than we thought. Tyler yeah. and I did, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think part of that I, came from I, having watched Salvation and Three. Yes. Right, uh, I, I begrudgingly went along with your watch. That it was like, it, and it was very much a. It's not as bad as I remembered. Yeah, you know, it was like this. Actually, okay, I'm fine with this. Right. But the Terminator franchise is a pretty steep, pretty steep decline after two. Kenzie Davis is going to be Just in the new saying, one, dude. She looks awesome in that movie too. She like she's clearly a robot and everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah, man. I think she looks like a robot. <laughs> I don't know if she is. I have no. But I she's mean, got like a bunch of like. I haven't even it. seen a trailer for this thing yet. I've only seen there's like one production photo with her and Linda Hamilton. Uh, and, uh, another yeah, lady. All, all I know is that Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps posting stuff on it. <laughs> he's excited. Guys. He's excited about it. Good. I mean, he was Good. excited about Genesis. I know. <laughs> James Cameron was allegedly excited about Genesis. We have yeah. we have photographic evidence of this. I will say he the, lied oh, to me. the baby kind of looks like a Navi. <laughs> that was what I kept thinking. I was like, <laughs> he brought it back around. Jim, <laughs> Jim, did you? Jim, was Ed Harris not there to put you in your place, Jim? Uh, this was this was James Cameron. Like, this, this is this is the, the equivalent of James Cameron having a mistress. He secretly directed this movie. He was just like, I want I want to do something that's just terrible. I just I just want to I just want to go off of my. Oh, own. he has. If I go off, sure, if sure. I make a movie that goes off all my worst instincts, then the next thing will be great. I got to get people hyped for. I'm, Avatar I'm just saying how Avatar. how he did he did Titanic and Avatar. Were, were those his last two? Am I missing yes. another one? Yeah, those were his last uh, two. yeah. He's only so, made like six movies. Yeah. yeah, and so like he made he coming off of those, you know, he's he's both of them just massive yeah. box office successes and pretty pretty critically acclaimed and everything. And he's just like, I have to I have to get this out of my system. <laughs> I just I can't guess. I just can't get these books out of my head. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's a genius. <laughs> she writes trash and she's a genius. <laughs> He's there, opening day of Fifty Shades. Got his, got his, got his combo one ready to go. Two got his t-shirt. Got his t-shirt. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the t-shirt. I'm thinking it's, it's, it's I'm thinking it's a Team Jacob t-shirt. A Team Jacob for for Fifty Shades? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he wants Jacob got, to come in and, he's, and disrupt he's team all Jacob, the. Jacob, he's got the yeah. It's, it's Jacob with, that, with the shirt off and everything. Sure, sure, sure. It's, it's, okay, <laughs> Jacob Black, Mister Black will see you now. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's why it's that. Wait, aren't they in Seattle? Oh my oh, yeah. god! Do, do, do you not do you not know that that's that's where that came from? Fifty Shades started as a Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. 
But I hadn't even which thought is, about which, this which is explains legit. everything. Well, and this is this is the reason. It's like poetry, oh, right? Let's oh, go oh. ahead and put a pin in this. We're, we're not doing the Fifty Shades we're, movies. And, and this is not. not. This you is missed not. my favorite. I said it's not like poetry; it rhymes. Yeah. There you go. I said it for you. This is not. Be, we're not doing the Fifty Shades, and not because they're terrible movies, and therefore we, you know, sure, we, sure, sure. we will put that's ourselves. My, that's my rationale. We will put ourselves through all sorts of crap. You but have to, you have to understand, Tyler and Alex usually watch these movies together, <laughs> um, and there's kissing in those movies. <laughs> Ew. We can't take that. We can't. No. Um, because Stephanie Meyer is extremely uh, happy to let people do fan fiction. She really encourages it. It's a lot like um, J.K. Rowling in that regard. I, I mean, she's, she is. She kind of goes a step beyond in that she doesn't also sort of write her own fan fiction for her movies. Um, yeah. I, I, I respect J.K. Rowling a lot, but she. J.K. Rowling stop. is George Lucas. George yes. Lucas was fine with fan fiction. And I respect was, George Lucas he was a lot fine too. With the EU. But yes, uh, they need to stop. Yeah, she shouldn't write um, movies. But. Uh, Stephanie Meyer very encouraging of fan fiction and everything she's like I love that people like these characters you know I, I, I want people to yeah. really enjoy this and, and interact with the universe and isn't it nice I, to I, have I, a creator that actually yeah. likes what they wrote yeah, and I, and yeah. I'm, instead of just oh I just wrote this whatever yeah, it's yeah. fine and, and like and like I <laughs> I mean I, I like I was saying I, I like the books so far I mean they, they seem I'll, I'll have to see based on how this movie turned out and what what source material they were working with but all things considered Seems like her heart's in the right place. I like I like the writing generally. It's 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 not bad. Um, e. L. James is that is that correct? Yes. yes. She wrote fan fiction about Twilight, uh, B- BDSM quote unquote. Although I, I my understanding is that it's also not like actually. It, it, was this really scandalous. misrepresented? Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it's it's very does it the movies do it right? Yeah, yeah. does it very wrong? Um, but uh, she wrote fan fiction about Twilight characters. I, I think it is supposed to be Edward and Bella. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, in that relationship. And then, like, got super... She changed the names to publish the books, then got super defensive about people uh, writing fan fiction off of her characters and, like, has, like, s- tried to, like, sue people. Or I, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but... Well, she's she, just a weird control freak. Yeah, she's been super obsessive about people not... Like, how, how her story that is literally ripping off this other yeah. story... Is her like yeah. copyright? I do. I don't want to touch those. I don't, I don't want to to approach those with any sort of benefit of the doubt. I would. Yeah, rather. and that just seems. I I like Dakota Johnson. She yeah, was, she was good in uh, Bad Times of the Elroy sure. and Al. I still want to see that. It's how much do you like Tarantino? A good bit. Okay, you'll probably like it. Okay, because it's it's two and a half hours of Drew Goddard being Tarantino. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's I like Drew Goddard. It's I like Tarantino it's style. A, it's a me. little overindulgent. I think it's a little too long. Oh, you mean like Tarantino? Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, like it kind of works. Okay, hey, if fine got, with me. If it's got Chris Hemsworth walking in a field without a, with his shirt halfway unbuttoned, yeah. then I'm good. Hemsworth is is a lot of fun in that movie. Uh, Jeff Bridges is amazing. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia Erivo is good. It's a cool movie. It, I, I feel like it was too long. It uh, uh, Hotel Artemis was more the movie that I wanted. El Royale to be. Hotel Artemis is like a hundred and... It would maybe a hundred minutes. It's like an hour thirty. It's yeah. quick. It's insane. It's right. just Jodie Foster maybe being terrible in it, maybe being great. I don't know. And Dave Batista punching folks. Like, it's a fun movie. Okay. That's yeah. the one where, like, all the convicts... Yeah. Come to, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Hotel, Hotel Artemis is the... It, it's like... It's like a RoboCop future where crime is taken yeah, everywhere, but yeah. they've got yeah. this is where you can go to get healed. Like Goldblum's in it, Charlie Day, yeah. uh, Jenny Slate is in it for like two seconds. Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool movie. I recently got back into watching movies after four and a half years of not really that much, right? Uh, and now I'm watching movies a lot. <laughs> like 
I was keeping track of the movies I saw from 2018. I've seen 40. <laughs> I think about 20 of them were in January. Nice. I just started, like, just devouring All right. movies. Fair enough. And uh, there's some good ones. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back to Fifty Shades. Um, back to, or Twilight. No, no, back to Fifty Shades. Okay. Just, that's something I don't think I can come into it with fresh eyes and sure. be like, I'm going to try and treat this fairly. I will yeah. let you know, apparently I, Peter Dinklage helped Jamie Dornan run some of his lines for those movies. Yeah. So that might help you. Do you get that from it, that it interview? Won't. that comes yeah. 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 It, it was won't. great. It won't. I don't know. Peter Dinklage can make anything good. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't he do the voiceover in Destiny, and then they got rid of it and replaced it with another voiceover because know. it's terrible? I don't play Destiny. I'm not. I, I don't know. This, this isn't video game chat. I'm I just want to talk about Peter Dinklage because I love him. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like one of the best actors. Um, I don't know. Do we have any more thoughts? I think we've kind of thoroughly addressed well, most, of, if not all, of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the con- the whole like. Twilight is unhealthy relationships. Like that's been everyone knows it's been beaten to death. Yes, and I feel like you you stated it the yeah, most yeah. eloquently it can be stated at least. What it's just like love in this movies are treated as obsessive, and you have to always be touching each other. Yeah, and like they're always putting their heads hands on well, Renesmee's hair. And and it's I never get a good foundation or reasoning as to why they like each other. Right, that's the problem. And it's yeah. it it goes far beyond Tyler's whole. Two beautiful people getting together. Like, sure. it's supposed to be their soulmates. They'll be together forever. Sure. Yeah. I still never really got a good foundation as to why they're together. Like, I never saw them really spend time together just doing normal activities. It's right. always just, we're climbing trees. We're laying in a field staring at each other. I will say, you're talking about uh, being put in the mind or uh, uh, seeing yourself as Bella. Yeah. My favorite story about Twilight is when I was watching this movie years ago with a couple of my friends and, their, and one of my friend's little sisters. So in the first movie, they're in the tree. They're way up high in the tree. Yes. And a friend of mine, a really, really big dude, and he, he hates heights like me. He was like, dude, I could not stand to be that high up at a tree. And I was like, oh, me neither. He goes, without any irony, says, although I guess Edward would catch me if I fell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Were you? Are you Bella? And your mind was like, oh, I mean, yeah, uh, Team Edward, I guess, y'all. Uh, I guess that's how I feel. It was great. Well, it's just strange because, like I said, New Moon lulled me into a false sense of security because Edward's out of that movie for a huge stretch of time. It's yeah. pretty much the Jacob Bella show for a good oh, chunk of time. There you go. But they actually spent... Jacob, I will say, praise each other. That dude is shredded like a like lettuce. Yes, but... Shredded like a Ninja Turtle. But he can't act. He doesn't need to. If you don't pay he attention, yeah, man. He doesn't need to. But Did, has he been in stuff since these movies? Because Pattinson and Stewart he are was, doing fine. He was in that. Uh, didn't they? Neighbors too? He was in Neighbors. Oh, was two. he? He he does comedies. I think mostly like interesting parts like because he in, understands that he's, he's in that. Yeah, he gets it. Interesting. Notorious Six, whichever. Adam oh, Sandler, Ridiculous Six. Yes, he's in, in huh. that apparently. Like apparently, he just does like comedy okay. bits now. That's fine. Um, I didn't know because I, I know that. A lot of the obviously Anna Kendrick went on to get nominated for an Oscar, yeah, and be like a huge star. I mean, the cast is all there. Good, good folks, largely. The source material, for the most part, is decent, right, yes. Tyler? R- quick, quick aside. I, I, I was just trying to figure out and find if I could actually find the, the source for what I was saying earlier, and I can't find anything on E.L. James hitting fan fiction because I, I, I had a thought and I was like, I should probably make sure I'm actually right about that and that I'm not confusing that. With something no, else. you're right. That you've seen that before too. Yes. Okay. Because I can't find. She is very right against fan fiction okay. of her work. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can track down. Yeah, she's very hypocritical. Where that yes. came from. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, I, I, I think the, the source material is good. I believe Folding Ideas is where the, the YouTube channel Folding okay. Ideas. That he, sounds he had like a three-part yeah. film essay series where mm-hmm. he discussed yeah. E.L. James and, and those So if, you, if, you're, books. if you're looking for Fifty Shades uh, criticism or It will not be here. Go look at those videos instead. Correct. So uh, what, what, what is, for y'all, what do you think are the best and worst of, these, of the franchise now? Best is Breaking Dawn Part 1, worst is Eclipse. Yep. Okay. Asked an answer. Like, there you go. All right. It, it's it's no contest. Like I, I know everything's relative, and if you look at the score sheet, everything's not really that far off from each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, part you, one felt like a movie. It true. was so strange. I, I, parts of this I found enjoyably bad. Like some of the fight was just crazy, and there was like little line deliveries. But yeah, I don't think it did. The only thing I think it did well was the curtain call. And that was more that I like this concept yeah. for franchises to do in the future that have that have this like de- dedicated fan base. Otherwise... The problem yeah. is just the foundation of the first one is not strong enough to, for the, the sequels to help with. Sure. And they don't even bother to try and help with it. They don't try and help build up. Oh, hey, you know, we've got a couple of aspects here that kind of work. Let's try and focus on those right, a little bit right. more. They just don't even bother with that. They just keep spinning their wheels, spinning their wheels. Oh, hey, they get married now. It's kind of getting interesting. Oh, yeah. hey, she's she's having a baby at my killer. Oh, this is exciting. Like, yeah. there's actual tension in part one. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm saying this about a Twilight movie. But I, yeah. Well, I just remember the first one being so slow that it was just like, it was, it, it felt so long. And yeah. Just I mean, it, it is a little bit slow, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. And I can see what the, you mean. Like the first one's not terrible. And when you've got a filmmaker that has like a sense of how to make a movie, yes. And... Well, plus it, the independent feel, the cheap feel of it, actually helps with sure. the ambiance. Yeah. As opposed to these, where they're just generic Hollywood crap. Yeah. And also, then you get to the action like... scenes, and it's 120 million dollars. There's no excuse for it to look this yeah, bad. One of that stage, there was probably no stakes. The studio wasn't too worried about the movies. They're like, do whatever you no, want. No, and these maybe movies made like over three billion dollars in total. Did you ever and see that the, just uh, hurts my heart? Did you ever see the SNL parody with Taylor Swift? No, but that makes so much sense that there's an SNL parody with they Taylor did it Swift for the first movie, and she was Bella. And the 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 joke was that it was a Frankenstein, and it was Bill Hader. Okay, and so they were like, "Say it out loud," and she goes, "Frankenstein." So it's all like shot like Twilight, but Bill Hader's just walking around going, <laughs> and like she lights a match, and he's like, "No," it's it was pretty good. So, just in conclusion, a couple things that really would have helped this movie. If it kept the weird, quirky comedy of the last one and actually poked fun at itself every once in a while. Sure. Because it doesn't do that at all. It takes right. itself right. way too seriously. And if you made me care about the child. Because the whole movie is about saving the child, keeping the child alive. Right. And a complete flat yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a bad, bad movie. Yes. Uh, it's not a good bad. Uh, yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> Unless, I mean, I don't know. If you want to see, like... Lee Pace. If you got a thing for Lee Pace, it's a really good movie to have a crush on Lee Pace in. But you can watch, you can, you can look at the images and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Wait. We. We. Is it time, gentlemen, for grades? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go D minus. D minus. Okay. Because there were things that I found enjoyable, not necessarily to some credit, but I don't. I, I didn't hate it enough to give it an F. You know. Okay. I'm pretty generous, as y'all know. Joseph F. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh... Perfect follow-up. Well, Alex, you, you go ahead. I'm gonna go flat D, which is the same grade that I gave New Moon. Mm. Um, 
It's it's not Eclipse bad, but it's it's just bad. So, uh, so Eclipse Britain. Eclipse was painful. Gotcha. I see. Britain, you 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 said that you, in your opinion, this is a bad bad movie mm. instead of good. I I kind of feel like it's a good bad movie. Okay. I'm pressing the golden buzzer. We're bringing back F plus. Oh, oh, oh man. There we go. I did not see that. This, coming. this movie wow. is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think there are parts of it that are good bad. I just, that you can lean into. The, yeah. only... I, the, the fact that like they thought this was a good idea, <laughs> and like the execution of almost everything, <laughs> it's just... I, the, there the, are no words. The only F-plus moment to me was the, uh, was the baby in the fire. But besides that, <laughs> I kind of felt like the entire movie was writing that. Line. You guys see, that was Dakota Fanning asking the audience to see her as an adult now. For so long, they were like, "You're a child. You're a child, Dakota." And she was like, "I was in the Runaways with Kristen Stewart and threw the baby in the fire." Well, isn't that that movie Push with Chris Evans that that faux superhero movie where she actually gets drunk? I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't I, seen her in that. She was in a movie called Please Stand By that was okay. Okay. <laughs> Good, but I mean, she was, you know, <laughs> push is bizarre. They're trying to build like a superhero franchise that's not a superhero franchise, and it has Chris Evans in it. And Dakota Fanning, her whole thing is, oh, she gets drunk throughout the whole movie. Is that no? I'm thinking of Jumper. That's Hayden Christensen. Yes. Okay. Because okay. oh my god, and not puncture because that's a different thing. We need to review these like late 2000s attempts like to cash in on superhero movies, but they're not actually superhero movies. Push Jumper, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh my god. Well, that's an actual comic book. Yeah, it's about to say it's yeah, based on a comic. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. It's based on a comic book. Do you know what? No, is no, a, no. Do you know what is a great comic book movie? What's that? Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, so just so everyone's okay, aware. Okay, hey, listen. Talking of wolves and fights. <laughs> That's true. That is such a great Fenris wolf. That's fair. It's the first Thor movie to actually, because I had been reading, I just played the new God of War, which, mm-hmm. still worth playing if you haven't played it. It's so mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I read a, uh, Neil Gaiman's book on Norse mythology. So when the movie opens and Surtur was there, I was like, all right, we're getting into Surtur. This is yep, great. Yep. And then Hela shows this is the sexiest Kate Blanchett's ever looked in a movie. When her hair's all messy and she's got the bad, the, like I the really running. enjoy her performance. Man, she's in good that in that movie. Like she, it's it's a she's ton great. of fun. It's it's just Tessa very... Thompson's great in that movie. Yep, yep, yep. Goldblum, yay us. <laughs> Correct. The the, the the music stinger that they only use twice and it's perfect both times. Correct. So good. Hiddleston isn't a tortured sad boy. He's actually an interesting character. Matt Damon's in that movie. That's accurate. Anthony Hopkins is really funny in that. Correct. Every, everything. That I wanted from the first two Thor movies, I got in there. I, I, you 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 opened the floodgates, just you're welcome. So just so everybody's clear, and then Thor gets like his his lightning powers, and he becomes my favorite superhero. He's awesome. He's so great in that. And then when he shows up in Infinity War and Wakanda, and he's just like all crackling and blowing everybody up. Yes. Ah, oh, it's so good. I like Infinity War as well. It's a good movie. <laughs> so, just so everybody's clear. Um, Joseph absolutely loves Thor Ragnarok he's made no bones about that I am not the biggest fan of Thor Ragnarok I think it's fine yeah you're more of a dark world guy (laughs) oh oh yeah you you kept we were watching it going where's Malekith that's my favorite villain (laughs) that hurt my heart (laughs) I miss I I, I miss the uh, the loving touch of Kenneth Branagh you need to watch Endgame (laughs) I do I know I definitely do please I plan to. I'm, I'm sure I'll be very happy with it. Um, he has an accent. It's so much cooler than Mjolnir. You need to watch it. Anyways. 
Yeah, that's that's our semi-review of Thor Ragnarok as well. <laughs> Remember that part where Taika Waititi goes, peace off, ghost? And he's like, yeah, the air. Can I also say, while we're talking about so Thor Ragnarok, just to make you feel more alone, um, I, uh, I, so on... Are you going to ask me to change your grade? I, potentially. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it, because uh, our grades for Thor Ragnarok, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you gave it a C+. Plus, correct. And I gave it a B+. Plus. Correct. And upon my recent rewatch, I was like, this movie is delightful. But I need to think about it more in terms of... I definitely think I need to bring it up. I don't know how much. I feel so weird giving Batman and Robin a, an F because I, I like that movie. In a in a way that it's like, it's very <laughs> intentional, you know? I feel like that was your most objective grade that you've ever given a movie. Maybe. <laughs> You're Maybe. like, I have to put aside... I'm love. with you. On, I don't like Doctor Strange, so yeah, I'm with you with that one. That's the only <laughs> MCU movie that I like. this point. I don't think you remember how my, my score system works. A C plus means I still like the movie. That's true. That's a, true. A C is average. No, that, yo, 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 yo. Yes. I just and, felt like it was really bland. I mean, everything's bland about it until you get to the third act and you're like, wow, this is yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange works better as a sidekick character. Like a, like a, like a Hulk situation. I mean, like he, in Thor Ragnarok yeah. where he shows up for a scene? He's, he's fun in that. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's Just like the that. movie. And he's yeah. fun. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I will say, ben, Benny, Benny comes walking around going, yes, it's me, Doctor Strange, an American boy. I'm not a Britishman. I'm an American. <laughs> of course, with the name, not Hugo. What's his first name? Steven. Yes. Hugo Strange is the other one. That's the other universe. He's the other Doctor Strange. That's the other one. The... Who do we say? Oh, we said Robin Williams should play him in a movie. Yes. And the Robin Williams actually be really good Mr. Freeze. Yes. Man. Robin Williams could play literally any Batman villain. He, oh my Correct. God. He'd be amazing. He'd be a great penguin. Catwoman. Hoffman would be amazing. <laughs> yes. You guys heard that? Mrs. Uh... Doubtfire Catwoman. <laughs> I think I'll take that now, dear. This is going to be mine. This, this is fun. I haven't, seen, <laughs> I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom yet. Don't. <laughs> I mean, I have to. I have to. I, I still haven't either. Yeah, I feel like I, I need, because I love those movies. Well, I love, I was watching it with you guys that I realized Lost World sucks. Yeah. God. Accurate. I mean, that first movie's so perfect, though. Everyone knows that the third one's the best, though. Third one's a lot of fun. What did I give the third one? <laughs> the third one was the original F+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, to bring this back around. Yeah, I did D, because I like that. That was, like that was my original F+, plus, was Jurassic Park 3. Oh, man. Oh, it's a good time. Low <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I hated. Yeah, I think every, fair. I hated every minute of Jurassic Park three. But oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> the Q, the Q. Yes, the Q continuum. <laughs> Britain is looking at the score sheet. And, yeah, and looking back. Just you know, memories. guys. I'm just remembering when I was talking movies with my best buds. Um, and then I the Matrix movies. I really. I have a really fun memory of reviewing those movies because I feel like we had a lot of good, a lot of good. Trinity goofs. definitely. Trinity definitely. I try to explain that to people now, and they don't appreciate it enough. <laughs> it's my favorite thing I've ever created. It was such a great movie. Aside from the Tafsney, Tafsney's pretty good. So you can find us online at herecomesequels.blogspot.com. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about Rogue One. You can find boys, us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. We need to talk about our plans, but continue. Sure, you can find us through on email. You just go to herecomesequels at gmail.com. You can just search iTunes for here and come to the sequels, and we'll be there. Um, here for those of you in Britain, I, th- I don't think you're aware of this. Um, for those of you who are not aware, uh, YouTube recently suspended our YouTube account uh, for spam. They decided that we were we were spam. Uh, I don't. I can't really explain it. Um, 
<laughs> we tried inquiring about it, and then they said, nope. <laughs> did, did, did Zack Snyder get YouTube powers? I think Zack right? Snyder might have become a YouTube administrator. That's very possible. Man. That makes um, sense. So uh, we have been on a journey to He's find. A spirit, okay? We have been on a journey to find a new a new hosting site. Um, uh, as as you may have heard last episode, we we were attempting uh, to to switch over to uh, Twitch TV. Um, unfortunately, Twitch TV identified that uh, we have a long history of attempting to steal the Declaration of Independence. Um, <laughs> Therefore, they they did not allow us to host our our, our podcast and uh, podcast videos there. Uh, as such, we will be taking our talent to GeoCities, which is, after all, the uh, superior video hosting platform. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, you guys, it's two thousand and five. We need to move on from the video streaming. <laughs> Now, I will never why didn't you Twitch stream you just recording the podcast? <laughs> Joseph, Who cares about Fortnite? We're talking about The Hobbit. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, some people move on, but not us. And if you guys want to instant message us on AOL Instant Messenger, it's uh, CoolGuy69. <laughs> we, we got it. Just hop on there. Our away message is... BRB uh, watching Solo for the fifth time. <laughs> you all need to go watch Avengers Endgame. That's accurate. Yeah, I got to. So Tyler, uh, yes. What are what are we doing now that that we are finally finished with the Twilight well, Saga? Uh, great news, Alex. We are now moving on to the Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which we cannot have planned this more perfectly in terms of moving on from that to uh, to from from the. The end of this to the ghost of the Harry Potter franchise. I have heard some things. This was a this was a good a good serendipitous little uh, little planning. Um, so we'll be tackling that. Uh, we will be tackling um, Aquaman afterwards, and then we will be for, or no sorry not Aquaman uh, that will be Creed two uh, after after Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh thank God, um, movie I like. <laughs> and then uh, we will actually speaking of Haley Steinfeld as I mentioned earlier, we will actually be moving on for our 150th episode, which we're we're trying to, to do some fun stuff with. We'll see what we can do, but we're going to do Bumblebee for our uh, uh, for those of you who have been in the know or been, have kept up with us. The first epi- or the first franchise we did was Transformers. Uh, for our 75th anniversary, we had Britton on for a commentary <laughs> for yeah. uh, the last night, and so we'll. We've now gone another seventy-five episodes and yet another Transformers movie. So we have—I've heard that's really good too. We have. I've heard I'm great interested. things. About it. I'm quite interested. Have, I, have you all not seen it yet? No. Like, I haven't either. But I've heard no. good things. No. So we'll I got, see, I got, we'll I got see a free movie about. rental on Google Play. I might there you use, go. I might use it for that. There you go. Big money. Or Aquaman, one of the two. <laughs> we will be doing Aquaman. Having seen after Aquaman, that. go for Bumblebee. <laughs> all, right. all right. Alex has been very clear about the fact that it's great for Aquaman is a C. Uh, he's he's one of my that. openings was literally. I'm giving Aquaman a C. <laughs> oh, well in advance. Now, is that a pun because, like, yes, yes, yeah. but it's also 100% true. All right, well, there you go. It works out. <laughs> it's going to be great when you somehow move up to a <laughs> You go to a C plus or a C minus. And I realized. See, I watched, I watched the C. I watched the first half, and I was like, wow, this is actually like a B, B plus maybe. And then Pitbull started, and I was like, F. <laughs> Pitbull's in the movie? Don't worry. He's down Do you know about this? Aquaman, I'm so happy you're in Miami. Do you know about this? No. There's a remix of Africa that Pitbull does, no. and it just plays during a scene. It's, That's cool. And All it's right. a 20-second snippet. <laughs> just, it's not... Just it, dropped it. It's, it's literally just, just to transition us between scenes. 
It's not are going they in to Africa. Are they, are, are they going, going into Africa? Africa. Okay, okay, okay. But say like, all right, guys, we're in Maine. It's also, <laughs> it's also Pitbull. Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. I've read. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I think I've read two comics. <laughs> Of Aquaman, two volumes of two comics. Of comics? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the littlest pet shop run that uh, Jeff Johns did. It's part of the New Fifty Two. He was like, "We're bringing back Littlest Pet Shop. <laughs> We're doing a crossover with Pitbull. <laughs> doing a crossover with a long-standing Pitbull comic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're kicking Lo- Jeff Loeb out of this one. And... <laughs> We're in Maine. <laughs> We're... We're getting. <laughs> I can't remember who wrote. I think Jeff Johns wrote the Aquaman comic that I yes. read because right, it was the it was the new Fifty Two yes, one. Yes, it was all right. I don't know. I don't remember it super well, but I haven't read a lot of comics, so, so I like Momoa. So the idea is we're playing catch up yes. with, with some of the movies that came out late twenty eighteen that we missed, mm-hmm. and then we will be moving on to the Roger Moore set of James Bond. Movies. Yes, hey, that's the current plan. Yes. I got a few franchises to pitch, but we'll do that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we'll have to figure out what we're doing for there. Um, yeah, I think I think that covers everything. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for letting me come back, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it. Getting back to movies has been really fun for a lot of reasons, but also I have been missing doing the podcast because like I'm watching movies now and I'm like I need an outlet oh, for all oh, this. Oh, believe me, we missed you too. Aww. And Joseph's been missing you. <laughs> yeah, Joseph it was good. That good to good re- record with you, man. Yeah. I've met Joseph briefly, I think once or twice, but now we've actually gotten to spend a little time there, talk some movies, yeah. and good, talk good the stuff. Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn. <laughs> Listen, part honestly, two. I've said this before. One of my favorite things to do is talk movies, and I love doing it with my good pals. <laughs> Seriously, like this is this is a, I was really excited to do. I, this. I like the idea of being like. I wasn't hey. I wasn't able to attend Endgame with them as we had we had hoped I would be true, able to. True. But this is this is better. We get to hang out and chat. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not better. I mean, it's in terms of well, <laughs> we were going to record during Endgame was the, was the original plan. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. We'll see you guys next time for Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Correct. Correct. All right. Um, Y'all don't have to join for that. Okay. We will well, we we'll will talk. suffer ourselves. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> Alright, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Artist objective. Nothing is real. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm Britton saying, uh, hey, crack open some Redenbachers and maybe watch Pitch Perfect. <laughs>